everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. Good slate of games last week, and we got some uh, awesome ones coming up for you this week. Uh, would love to talk to you about them. We had the real Jay-Z on last week as well. Uh, just me and Wall coming at you today. As far as uh, DraftKings League goes, Wall, we had Walrus87 getting his first win. Uh, scored 176.56 points. Did uh, end up taking the stack I talked about last week in Fields, uh, Garrett, well, Justin Fields, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave from Ohio State at 24,500. Got him 261 a point. That was uh, 93.8 total points. I had him at the stack last week when I talked about it at 91, so they scored a little bit more than I thought. Um, so that's good for him for taking that. Also had Felipe Franks, the quarterback from uh, uh, Arkansas, and then paired him with Mike Woods uh, for an $11,200 stack, and those got him 220 per point. So uh, awesome job stacking there, Waller City 7. Uh, hope to see you doing it again this week. Uh, Story 1135 finished in second, and I finished in third. As far as our year-long swag contest goes, well, this is getting tight out here. Holy moly. You got Cruz at 3.5, James 03 at 3.54, Ewall 06 at 3.57, I'm at 3.66, and Story's at 3.81. So everyone is in the mix. Um, I could keep going down that list. Everyone's playing tight. Uh, it's going to come. This is going to be a big week for it. Definitely going to be a big week. Uh, and we're going to do the uh, main slate. 12 game it was 13 at one point it is now 12 so um a lot a couple cancellations there uh again this week well let's get right into last week's games we had oklahoma state at oklahoma that was a little bit of a a collapse on oklahoma state's part like you talked about rattler just kind of took over the game he did it wasn't a good game to watch i mean it's college football. I'm happy to watch it, but Oklahoma State just imploded. They did not look good. They did not look like a football team that was ready to play that game. Rivalry game, you'd expect a closer one, but you mentioned it. Rattler took over. He, he uh, basically crushed Oklahoma State with his right arm. Yeah, four passing TDs, one rushing TD, scored 38.4 fantasy points, which is his best for the year. Uh, again, just to remind everybody, Oklahoma did win 41 to 13. 41 to 13. Um, just couldn't, like we talked about last week, Oklahoma is going to score points just like Texas did on Oklahoma state. doesn't matter how good your, your defense is. Uh, you know, Oklahoma just had too much momentum on offense. The defense was out there too long. They're getting tired. Oklahoma state couldn't move it at all. Um, and it just wasn't good. And they, it looks like they got stuck in the snow and they couldn't get the wheels turning again. So. Uh, Oklahoma in that game had the ball for 10 more minutes than Oklahoma State. And, and that just that kills everything that Oklahoma has, Oklahoma State has in momentum. So uh, it also keeps that defense on the field and just wears them down. Another good game last week uh, was Wisconsin. Or I guess a good game depending on how you look at it. Wisconsin at Northwestern. Northwestern won the game 17-7. to uh, The big-time uh, QB from Wisconsin didn't do so well, huh, Well. He didn't. It might show that he hasn't really played that many games. They keep getting their games canceled again this week, I believe, Woj. But, I mean, they look like a team that wasn't what they were week one. Week one, it looked like they were going to roll everyone. They were going to give some Ohio State some competition. This game itself had really big implications for the Big Ten, that's for sure. Yeah, and Northwestern did what Northwestern's done all season and play defense and get turnovers. 
Did it against Iowa. They've done it against everybody. They're just getting picks. Mertz threw three interceptions in that one. You know, there was a bunch of Reese Davises beating up on the Badgers out there. Well, I don't know if you heard about that earlier this week, Joey Galloway talking about how Northwestern was just a bunch of Reese Davises out there. I don't know if it was a knock at Reese Davis. Reese Davis thought I was the other way. He's like, well, they're a bunch of good athletes. Coach, I, I honestly didn't hear that. I don't listen to the talking heads till Saturday, really. I want to make sure they don't collude. I want to make sure they don't get my mind filled with things that I shouldn't be thinking. But, I mean, they, the game, which, as I was kind of alluding to before, this this is really bad for Wisconsin on the year. It it, it knocks them out of the any playoff hopes, whether they got their game canceled this week or not, doesn't matter. They would have been knocked out because you can't lose a game like that. You really can't. No. Yeah, and like Walt talked about, uh, with the, basically – uh, a win this weekend against Michigan or Michigan State for North Northwestern uh, wraps up the West Division for Northwestern, and they would be going to the uh, uh, championship game. Uh, Wisconsin will not be eligible due to lack of games because they won't play this week. So even if they were to win out in uh, Northwestern to lose another one or two more in their final three games, uh, it it wouldn't matter. Uh, the only thing, the only option is for, for Purdue or Iowa, both have a very small chance. Um, if Northwestern were to lose all three and Iowa and Purdue, obviously to win out or one of them to lose the game, the other would get in. But yeah, it's going to sting a little bit for that one point win Northwestern had over Iowa, especially considering now that Wisconsin isn't even eligible because uh, we would be sitting pretty ourselves at that point then. But let's move on to some games for this week, Wall. We got number four, Ohio State, who's 4-0 at Illinois, 2-3, 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Ohio State in this game, minus 28, over under a 70 and a half. I'm sure a lot of people were watching this game last week, Ohio State playing Indiana, I should say, this team. I, I don't know how many people in Illinois actually watch Illinois football. They're not a great football team. Lovey Smith has had some difficulties over there but I mean Justin Fields you got to be talking about in this one right Woj? Yeah uh, just like we have been for the last couple weeks Justin Fields again he's at 9700 and this week in the slate uh, QBs have uh, skyrocketed in price uh, basically everybody it's it's tough filling rosters out you're gonna have to go for a lot of mid-range uh, wide receiver options because you know the running back situation all the good running backs if there are any in the slate are all priced pretty high as well. So it's going to be a tough week to fill out a roster, but we will. Uh, but Justin Fields has yet to let us down in the season, and he's going to go play an Illinois defense that isn't very good. I say Fields gets three passing TDs, one rushing TD for 300 yards in the air and 30 yards in the ground for 36 points this game. That's my uh, my projections. And uh, if we want to do the uh, triple stack again or just a double stack with either of these guys, you got Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, 8,400. Uh, Wilson's been good for us so far this year, 28.9, 31.3, 25.9, 38.9 last week, getting us 203 a point. Uh, issue is here is his price, and getting 38 again and scoring multiple touchdowns is it would be a tournament play, and it's possible. Uh, they've done he's done pretty consistently all year, but he's got to have to hit that big number. He's gonna have to keep climbing, and I feel like with the other targets that Fields has and himself being able to rush the ball, I feel like that's Garrett Wilson's ceiling right there, 38, 39. I don't know if he gets to the 40s and 50s like some of the receivers we'll talk about later today. But um, you also got Chris Olave, who's only 6,800. Now here's the value. 
Uh, Alave was 7,600 last week and scored 21.1 points for 361 per point. Now he's down to 6,800. Um, I mean, I think they have a high ceiling of about getting to 40, but one of them has to be the overall producer of all the uh, targets. And uh, they've been split pretty evenly all year. Uh, Wilson obviously getting a few more than Alave, but um, if I was going to pick this week, I would just take Fields and Alave, especially in like a cash game. But, I mean, the full stack – this week would be 24,900. Last week it was 24,500. So not much different there, but I mean, you're kind of looking at those same numbers of 93.8. Um, so you're going to get that same 261. So uh, it's a good stack, especially for a cash game. If you're just going to take like Fields and Alave, or you just want Wilson and alone uh, without the quarterback. Uh, you also have Master Teague, who's uh, Ohio State's running back at 7,700. I don't know if I'm going to get Teague much action this week just because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Um, I feel like he's not going to score crazy amounts of points when there's other running backs that are going to catch passes and their ceilings are just higher because of it. Um, you know, Teague does a good job, and, and, you know, they might be beating up on Illinois and and just put Teague in and, and run him out. But, again, I just don't see his ceiling getting too high. 7,700 steep for me for Teague, but – I did do good last week, so we can't we can't knock that. I think uh, uh, I had him in pretty much about 50% of my rosters, and he did great. So we'll see how he does this week. But uh, I do like the Fields Wilson Olave stack. If you're going for it, it's going to be tough to fill out the rest of the roster. But we saw Walrus 87 do it last week. It's going to be similar price this week. Um, I just feel like it's going to be a lot tougher this week, just because of the situation with the wide receivers and running backs this week, it's going to be really tough to fill the rest of the roster um, this week. Wall, what are your thoughts or any on this game? Well, this is a game where obviously you can put uh, players from DraftKings on your team, no problem, but it's a game, well, legally anyways, we can't bet on this one in Illinois. With the law they passed that does allow us sports gambling, it prevents the books from offering a line on any event in Illinois involving a collegiate team from Illinois. And I know a lot of people are probably sitting down at their family dinner right now, Woj, having that turkey. Don't throw a turkey <laughs> leg at that, you know, that Siri. Don't throw a turkey leg at Alexa. Listen to me. This, this is a good rule. It, it keeps, you know, people honest. You don't want them putting prop bets on these amateur athletes and then these athletes going out and throwing the game so that their friend can make a little bit of money. I see the reasoning for it. And I'm okay with it, Woj. Just remember, you know, any of these Illinois games, you're not going to see Illinois, Northwestern, those guys, you're not going to see a line on their game. And that's the reason why. Yep, I get it. Makes sense. And it is, uh, I think, the correct way to do it. All right, let's move on. We got Maryland 2-1 at number 12, Indiana 4-1, who just came off that loss to Ohio State. 11 a.m. in ESPN2, Wall. A lot of people talking up Indiana. I I mean, they're a good team. We talked about it last week. I really don't know that the game last week was as close as people said it was. In this one, Indiana, minus 11, given 11, over under a 62.5. I know, Woj, you've been hot on Maryland this year, most of the year anyways. Are you thinking about taking them this game? Is this going to be your Woj and Wall pick them? Yeah, I don't. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I do like Maryland, but 
Indiana does have a pretty potent offense. I'm not quite sure how good the Maryland defense is, but they just haven't played enough games this year. Uh, but this game could have some big DFS impacts. Uh, both teams can score, um, and we haven't seen much of Maryland in the Tonga Vailoa party yet, but we're about to, I think. And I think that if he plays well in this one, he'll all be sold on the Tonga Vailoa party in Maryland. Um, Let's start with Indiana though, because we know these are the these are the consistents. We saw these last week. We've seen them week after week. Try Ty Five Freifogel, Freifogel. I got that one right. Wide receiver from Indiana, 7,800. Uh, he's got a crazy high ceiling, and we've seen that uh, the past three weeks. His fantasy numbers have gone up each week. Uh, his touchdowns have gone up each week. His targets have gone up each week. His receptions have gone up each week. I mean, he's just progressively getting better throughout the season. Uh, even at 7,800, this is a solid cash game option. Uh, good tournament play option, too, if you're going to match him up with his quarterback. Uh, looking in for him to break the 50, uh, 50 uh, points on DraftKings uh, mark this week. Uh, Michael thinks uh, the quarterback from Indiana, 8,800 this week, threw for 491 yards on Ohio State. 491 yards. Been over 300 the last three weeks. Uh, for someone $900 cheaper than Fields, and he can match or not, and he possibly even surpasses points. I mean, this is a pretty good option here, uh, especially in this game, because I think it is going to be closer. Um, I would look for this to be a, a pretty much a staple in a lot of tournament lineups, especially at 8,800. He's cheaper than uh, Fields. He's cheaper than Trask. Uh, I mean, Matt Carroll's out there is the most expensive at 10K. But, I mean, that's pretty decent uh, for a guy that can go out and get a ton of points, even run one in possibly. Uh, another wide receiver from Indiana, we've talked about him for the last couple weeks, uh, Womp Phil, Philor, Philor? I don't even know how to say his name. I've said it a couple times this Womp, week. Womp, last Womp. Week. <laughs> but he's 5,200. Uh, not as explosive as Freifogel, but he's cheaper. Uh, I think he's priced right. Uh, he does have a high ceiling just because we've seen how much they've been targeted. There's always good correlation with picking the wide receiver two and the quarterback and any stacking option. Um, and especially this is a 8,800 and 5,200. It's a really good stack. Um, I would hope to get 60 points, but that would require some TDs. And he's only had two this year and break 100 yards, and he's only done that one time. So Really, I mean, you're just looking for consistent cash game points out of this pick. And at 5,200, I feel like he's a really good cash game. Um, I mean, the ceiling is high there, but it's just risky with how good Freifogel's been this year for him and how consistent they've been getting him the ball. Uh, I just look for Freifogel, especially in a tournament play, um, to be the guy that's going to take the lead and score you those 50 points. I mean, he's done it. He's done it week after week, getting 48 and 48 or 46 and 48. So. Um, good other cheap options here to stack on the other side of the ball, the Maryland ball, is Tungavailoa is only 7,400. I really like that play. And I know people say he's not tested. He, no one knows what he's doing. I mean, I've watched their games, and he's really good. Good quarterback. They have a good system over there. Uh, Dontre DMS, the wide receiver, has made some insane catches, um, and he's only at 5,500. And then you just ask, add in Rakeem Jarrett, the other wide receiver for them, and he's only at 5,100. And that's a total of 18,000. Uh, and I, I'd say that's at least projected on the low side of 80 points. And I feel like it, Maryland airs this out and gets this game closer, and they score more than 90 points in that stack. So, I mean, you're looking at the, the Ohio State stack, which is 24,900, 
you're looking at around the same points for only 18,000 this week. So big stack. I like that one. It's got really good tournament potential. Uh, definitely going to have some lineups with that in it and probably quite a few with Tunga Vailoa and DMS, uh, maybe just DMS by himself and in those. We got number 22, Auburn, 5-2 at number 1, Alabama, 7-0, 2.30 p.m. on CBS, the Iron Bowl wall. Yeah, it's the Iron Bowl. It's one of the more exciting games during the year that we get to watch. And this one, Alabama, minus 24.5, over under a 62.5. The big news as of recently, obviously we record this on Wednesday night. Just today we found out Saban will not be on the sidelines for the Crimson Tide because he has covid Apparently experiencing mild symptoms. Hopefully he gets better. But this game, everybody will probably remember the kick six. I mean, that was one of the greatest games you could watch. The end, great. Whole game, great. Auburn won that one 34 to 28 on uh, a 57-yard field goal attempt by Bama. You know, that one was the one that was returned because he was short, kicked it short of the uprights. Returned 100 yards, touchdown beat Bama. If you want, check out our YouTube channel. We made a video on it, a hype video a number of years ago. It's pretty sick. Alabama, a team that crushed Kentucky 63 to 13 last week. Probably part of the reason Florida is giving so many this week. You know, look for a regression of the mean in that one. But Mac Jones, shot caller for Bama, 2,426 yards passing in the season, 18 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's that key ratio we look at. That's the stat line you want to see out of your quarterback. Yeah, Mac Jones, solid for DraftKings as well. He's at 8,200, so he's on the cheaper side wall. Um, I feel like there's better options this week at quarterback, but he's sitting at such a good price uh, relative to his points and relative basically to everybody else in the on the market because it's 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 not a good it's not a good day out there in the uh, quarterback world for DFS and in that Saturday slate. Uh, pocket passer Auburn will need to keep this game close uh, for him to rack up some points and hopefully they do so because I I really like Mac Jones this week at 8200. Well, even. Even if they don't, well, you know, Najee Harris back there running the ball, he keeps defenses on as he pulls up those defenses, defensive backs specifically into the box. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Robinson Jr., Sanders, they also get snaps. You know, not one of them under four yards per carry. It's a credit to the offensive line and Steve Sarkeesian. But, again, when they do that, it creates opportunities for Mac Jones, even if it's not a close game and Bama's throw you know, blowing them out every now and again, they go over the top because Najee Harris is pulling those defensive backs in. Yeah. Najee Harris is solid. And I mean, he's good in DraftKings too, but he's 9,600. He's always priced high. Uh, this is tough to play. Um, Auburn gives up 28.5 to opposing running backs per game on the season. Um, Harris can pop off and get 30, 35, 34. I mean, maybe even more than that, but he just hurts our roster too much, especially where the, the quarterback prices are this week. Uh, we'll have to make some big decisions uh, to get Nigel Harrison there uh, at 9,600. Just too expensive for my taste this week. Well, well, one one thing you can't do, Woj, if you could, I'd be all over DraftKings. This is one thing that keeps me away from DraftKings. But Alabama on the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, you don't get any points for those guys. You don't get a damn point <laughs> for them. But this is the best defense in the SEC. They're giving up under 20 points a game i mean they give up some yards don't get me wrong but you get in that short field play that defense is better than most and you don't get a damn dime for playing them on your DraftKings roster but we'll we'll leave that alone you know DraftKings is going to get that defense in there sooner or later but on the other side let's move to the other side of the ball or other side of the game i should say auburn team coached by gus malzahn 
coach I respect, you know, don't hear a lot about him in the news. Well, that's not a bad thing. These coaches you hear a lot about in the news, <laughs> that's not always such a great thing. But this Gus Malzahn, he's one of my favorite coaches. Like I said, I really respect him. Overall record, 76 and 36 as the head coach. And that's mostly playing tough SEC competition over there at Auburn. You know, his teams run the ball, Woj. That's what he does. 2013, they ran the ball 72% of the time. 2014, 65%. 2015, 66%. 2016, 71%. You get where I'm going with this. This year, only 53% of the time, and they're actually running the ball. He's changing things up a little bit, you know, giving Bo Nix a little bit more access to the keys to the car this year, Woj. Yeah, and let's talk about Bo Nix uh, and just DFS-wise because he's only 5,800, and that's like bottom of the barrel uh, as far as prices go. He's There's many backups in front of him, so 5,800 is really good for a quarterback this week, especially for a guy that's not that terrible. Um, he's had good games and bad games. He scored 41.1 points against the awful LSU secondary, so he has big game potential, but the problem is – he only scored 6.9 points against Georgia wall. And I think Alabama's defense is better than Georgia's. And don't get me wrong. Georgia's got a good defense, but I feel like Alabama's is better than Georgia's. And like you talked about. Uh, so I'm not sure I'm all that interested in playing Bo Nix this week, just into that Alabama, that Alabama defense. I mean, it's just, they're just rock solid. So uh, it'd be tough for me to go after that. But another guy to talk about in this game would be Devonte Smith, the wide receiver from uh, Alabama. And this is the guy that scores all the points in the offense. Uh, Nigel Harris and Matt Jones probably combined probably get to what Devontae Smith has been averaging. So at 9,200, he's the second most expensive wide receiver this week. He's averaging 12 targets a game and hauling in nine of them. Uh, hard to argue with those numbers. And there's only one other wide receiver that can compete with him on the slate. In, or excuse me, in college football, basically, and he's on the slate. And that's uh, Elijah Moore from uh, Old Miss, and he's at 9,400. So both of them are capable and have put up games over 50 points. Um, so it's just, it'd be tough to get those in there, but I'm definitely going to have a roster with Mac Jones and Devontae Smithsack for sure going into next week. Um, or this weekend. Now, big game here, late night wall, late, late night, 10 p.m., Nevada, who's 5-0, at Hawaii, who's 2-3. and Haven't talked about Hawaii in a long time, Wall. We have not. We don't get to watch a lot of their games. You mentioned this is a late game. This is actually an early game for Hawaii, but Nevada, minus 7.5, over under 60.5. This game, Woj, key to this game, it's in Honolulu. That's rough prep for a team like Nevada. Nevada team I liked last week. You know, I won on them. They won it outright. Loved it. Happy with them. But they play very close football games. Carson Strong, Nevada's quarterback, he makes good decisions with the football. 1,805 passing yards on the year. 14 touchdowns to two interceptions. There we go. There's that key ratio. You know, it's no <laughs> secret that Nevada passes the ball, Woj, 63% of the time. Fourth in the nation in passing yards. Hawaii runs the ball more often than one would think. I'm sure you remember back in the day, Walsh, all they did is pass, right? That's oh, pass, pass, I mean, pass. it was yeah, it was like it was shotgun city back there. I mean, it was just five wide, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> yeah, it's changed up a little bit now, Walsh. At 50 percent, they're at that 50 percent mark. Nearly 50 percent of the time, they are running the ball. A lot of those rushes, though, they come back from the quarter. They come from the quarterback Cordero. So you know, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. 264 rushing yards on 70 attempts. 
1,211 passing yards, eight touchdowns to four interceptions. Not so great on that golden ratio. Not so great on our key metric there. That offense, definitely not as electric this year, you know, being bottom of the pack in points for. Points against, though, they're middle of the pack. Hawaii also ranked number 15 in the nation in passing yards per game. Could give Nevada some trouble, you know, if they can't establish a run game in this one. Hawaii does have that good pass defense. More of a situational play here, Woj, as far as I'm looking at it. This is not my forte, but, you know, you got to take your shots every once in a while. Nevada making that long flight, you know, holiday considered. Hawaii D matching up well to that Nevada O. Hawaii getting seven and a half. You know, that looks good to me. Plus 200 on the money line. I like it. I see some good value there. You know, that implies Hawaii only wins one out of three times. I disagree with that. I think Hawaii wins 50% of the time this game is played. So I'm going to take my shot on the money line. Definitely taking the points. All right. Well, let's talk about some DFS in this game because this isn't a late game, two game stack uh, Saturday night. And let's just talk about some players and how they'll fill into your roster. Now, Calvin Turner, the running back slash wide receiver from Hawaii, is 7,700. Going to cost you a little bit more, but he is basically a wide receiver in the running back slot. He had 13 targets last week against Boise State and averages 5.4 targets a game with only three rushing attempts per game. So you can obviously see it. He's more of a wide receiver there. Five TDs in the last three games. Uh, but it is... You know, Hawaii does spread the ball around, so this would be the kind of guy that I'd like to get in there because not only is he getting rushing touchdowns or passing touchdowns, he's getting rushing touchdowns. So he's the best of both worlds. Plus, it's just in a slate where there's not going to be a lot of great running backs. None of them are, are big uh, pass-catching running backs. This is perfect. I mean, you're basically getting a wide receiver and a running back slot. He's the most expensive running back on the slate, so there is that. But we're going to be able to put some more expensive guys in because we'll be able to fill out the rest of the roster with, Less expensive guys in a four-game slate. That's kind of how you do it. You kind of you bank your money in on the bang for the buck guys, and you look for your bottom of the barrel guys just to pop off and get a touchdown. So um, another guy to look at, the most expensive wide receiver is Romeo Dubes, the wide receiver from Nevada. He's at 9,200. Now he's a monster, averaging 12 targets a game, turning those into seven receptions per game, over 100 yards receiving in every game this year, and over 200 in one of them. Uh, again, remember in DraftKings you get plus three points for over 100 yards. Um, as far as uh, quarterbacks go in this, you have Siobhan Cordero, which Kyle talked about, the quarterback from Hawaii, is at 8,400. He'd be more of the tournament play guy. Uh, Walt talked about his, you know, passing four, eight TDs to four interceptions. Uh, he does more with his legs. Uh, he rushes 18, 20 times a game. So uh, be looking to get the upside on the points there. He's had big games this year. On the other side, you have a Nevada quarterback in Car Carson Strong at 8,800. He's more of the consistent pocket, pocket passer type. Averaging 25.8 points per game, he's at a high of 32.2. So really good cash game option there. Um, with both Turner Calvin Turner and Do Romeo, I mean, you're probably going to want to take both of those. Those are going to be staples in both the cash game and a tournament lineup. You're only going to be able to pick one of those quarterbacks. So, I mean, it depends on what you're going to do. If you're going to do a cash game, I would go with Strong. Um, if you're going to go the other way and do a tournament, you're looking Hawaii to actually close the gap there and score a little few more points. Cordero would probably be the play wall. Now, 
let's move on to the well actually before we do the Wojan Wall pick 'em wall, the playoff rankings came out this week. Did you uh watch any of that? See any crazy things on that? I saw some crazy things. I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna watch that goddamn garbage, but I Woj, you put Clemson at number three, Notre Dame at number two, Alabama at number one. I don't even agree with one, two, three. So I have my gripes with it. I've mentioned before how Notre Dame should be number one right now. Alabama has not proven themselves against anyone. They play Auburn this week. They're 24-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, what's that? Notre Dame should be one. Why is Clemson sitting at three? They have a loss. There's yeah, well, I got a lot of things to say about it, but we'll see how things shake out coming you know, later in the year. Well, I, I mean, it should shake up next week, Wall. Notre Dame's playing the number 19 North Carolina this week. And like you talked about, Alabama's playing the number 22 Auburn. Notre Dame already beat the number one Clemson. So if they beat North Carolina this week and they aren't number one, then the whole system needs to just be thrown away and put out to pasture, as some people would say, Walt, because that's just ridiculous. Um, But our Hawkeyes got on there, number 24. How about that? They played good enough in their last couple of games to turn the tides as far as what people view them from the first couple disastrous weeks. Hey, I'm happy to see them on there, but, you know, after looking at the shit they put in front of them, it's really not a compliment. At least I don't take it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but like Walt talked about, number one, two, three, four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State playing at Illinois. You have, uh, I'm not quite, our Clemson is playing Pittsburgh, I believe, this week. You have Notre Dame playing uh, North Carolina, and we already talked about Alabama playing at Auburn. So if if Notre Dame wins that game and they aren't number one, there is a big issue. Uh, last week in the Wojan Wall Pick'em Wall, you had – we did not have a great week. Uh, our guest star, the real Jay-Z, uh, was a no contest, and we both kind of – we held on to ours close. I don't know if you got better numbers at uh, game time on your game wall, but I put Cincy at negative 5.5 and Doak sat down at the two-yard line when he had a free touchdown in front of him and kind of screwed me out of some uh, some money there. Hey, you win them, you lose them. All that matters is whether you make the money or not. And Last week didn't make the money, Woj. Got to pick it up this week. Wall, who are you going with this week? You know, I, I always say, you got to teach what you preach. Hawaii plus seven and a half. Fortunately, I'm not going to find out till Sunday if I win my pick because I'm not staying <laughs> up for that one. Much. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna get my game in early. I'm going to go with an 11 o'clocker. And, yes, I am going to take the Maryland minus 11 or plus 11. I got, got Maryland minus 11. You're, you're like, Wall's licking his chops over. He's like, all right, all right. But, no, uh, Maryland plus 11 uh, into Indiana. I think there's enough points to score from the Maryland side. And uh, Indiana does score more points and that out the win, or Indiana does. Uh, but Maryland keeps it cut tight. And I like that game tight because I want to take a bunch of people on DFS. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for, too. Um, everyone, just another heads up. We had a great Twitch stream last week on the fourth and goal channel. It was awesome. Big success. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Look forward to this week. Uh, we are going to do this show this week again on Friday, uh, with Thanksgiving being to, uh, Thursday, uh, Friday, the 27th at 6 PM. Come in the chat, bring a beer with you. Enjoy. Come chat. We'll put together a lineup. Maybe I'll even put one of those lineups together for that late two-gamer wall with the Hawaii-Nevada players uh, just to kind of mess around because I was actually messing around with it earlier and it kind of looked fun. So um, we'll put some rosters again. We'll have a beer. We'll chat. We'll talk about some uh, some games to bet, and we'll we'll go from there.
Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram is college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>